FM. This is Connected, episode 404. Today's show is brought to you by Pocket Casts, Source Graph, and Electric. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Federico Vatici. Hi, Federico. Hello, my beautiful friend. How are you? Oh, hi. <laughs> now I'm in a good mood. Uh, yeah, you should be. Uh, you good? How are you feeling? Uh, how are things? I'm good. You're good? Awesome. Yeah. We're also joined by handsome man from Tennessee, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hi, Stephen. Hey, boys. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we just did some very special uh, pre- <laughs> pre-show for Connected Pro members where Stephen was very active in terms <laughs> of uh, content. So if you want to hear a lot from Stephen, uh, make sure to sign up for Connected Pro. Because uh, you can hear Stephen talk and talk and talk for 10 minutes. Non-stop. So was non-stop. Really, we needed to stop the guy because mm-hmm. he just kept going. He wouldn't shut up. Yeah. So we had to start the show. GetConnectedPro.co. We have some follow-up we need to contend with. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Jen wrote in, There's a grave error in the Bill of Rickies, as read on air. The Annies do not actually refer to the annual rookies. Rather, they were designated as the gamified year in review, wherein months are judged on the Tichi scale. So, uh, just to put some... I also had this thought, Federico, when I read this. I was like, we didn't do that. Yes, we did. Yeah. So, last year for the year in review episode, we graded every month on the the Tichi scale from... Nightmare oh, the best right. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. So what we need to it's it's actually a very simple fix in the Bill of Rickies. All we have to do is pull out the phrase aka the Annies and the it's Bill of Rickies. It's not in stands. there. Yes it is. It's in the preamble. Oh, so it's not actually in the Bill of Rickies. Right. This is what this is why Jen's follow-up and like is so good because they mentioned as read on air. It's mm-hmm. not in the published public version of the Bill of Rickies. Really? So, and also another thing for great follow up from Jen, the second part is the game was played in episode 378, but was also named in 379 follow up as well. Supposedly, this is in the Google Doc. I kept expecting someone to bring up this oversight, but this episode, it was brought up again. So, what I like about this is Jen first thought that it was just a mistake. I'll let him go, but we did it again. So, they're like, all right, I kind of let this stand. And then they wrote in, you know? Jen came with the receipts, as the kids say. Yeah, because the tweet also had a link to the episode where we spoke about So, Jen, thank you. I've corrected the preamble. Mm-hmm. You know, we in the last episode, Kate was named the official historian of Relay FM. A title, by the way, that we had given them previously on a live stream. <laughs> so, Jeez, are you being serious? What is wrong with us? I don't know. Who told you that? Did Kate tell you that? Kate told us that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> So maybe Jen is Jen can be the parliamentarian, maybe. Okay. Can we create a special category in the members Discord sidebar that says historian and just put Kate in there? Like we do with OTJ? Yes. All right. If there's any mods listening, can you just go do that for me? <laughs> Kate, don't do it yourself because that feels kind of sad, really. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I think Zach's like, gonna it's do like it. the Obama with the medal on Obama meme. It's like that. <laughs> so the the additional thing is i put a screenshot in our show document which is 
a screenshot of our show document, which says the Annies, the annual year in review. Months are graded on the teacher scale, with inferior minus being the lowest possible score. Nightmares, quote, you know it when you see it. So we'll be doing that again at the end of the year. Yeah. The the and it actually kind of makes sense. The annual Rickies should not have its own name, right? Because then it would have to be the Annies and the Keenies, right? Because why would the keynote Rickies not have their own name as well? They're all just the Rickies. Some are for keynotes and special events, and some mm. and one is for the annuals. It's all the Rickies. So I'm happy that Jen wrote in because this needed to be addressed. Look, we're stuck in a web of our own making with this podcast at this point. So thank you to everyone who helps keep it straight. So I would also just like to make uh, a plea to every single one of our listeners at this point. Please never stop listening to this show because we will never gain another new listener because I think people coming to this show (laughs) as a new listener, this is just, it's just incoherent. So we'll have to make a pact that nobody can stop listening to the show and therefore we will maintain our audience forever. Is that fair? Yeah, but there needs to be a threat involved. Like, mm. if you stop listening, something bad happens to us. We, like, know, we know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you stop listening, something horrible will happen to us. But we can tell you what. Oh, maybe we should make the podcast like a chain mail letter thing. Not only can you not stop listening, you have to share this podcast with 10 of your friends or there's going to be a curse on you. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> you know? I like that. Yes. Good, right? I don't love it. Why? Are you uncomfortable with curses? A little bit. Yeah, what's what's the deal? Have you been cursed? <laughs> what's before? the deal? What's the deal with curses? <laughs> yeah, Stephen, what's your problem with curses? <laughs> you know? Have you ever been cursed? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Should find out. You should go to uh what's what's the name where you go and you know hey tell me if i have like if i've been cursed or something i don't know, you know what um, you do? yeah you go you go to the to the guy or the lady whatever like what's the the name of the profession who do i go to if i am cursed help us out chat room an oracle uh, kind of like an oracle like um, a like a come on there's a name fortune teller uh, yes, thank you. No. Well, no. no. Fortune teller tells your fortune. They don't help you with curses. The, the, like, cues, in the, the clues in the like name, you know? What's the name of the per- the person that does, like, the tarots? The, the cards, for example. Well, that's a fortune teller. Right, so I'm thinking of but that. But do they know about curses? Well, depending on the cards, they may tell you that you've cursed. But can't, can, they can't do anything about it, though, right? Well, they, they, you, well, I don't know. Look, it's like going to the doctor. Right, you have to see your general practitioner, and then they send you to a specialist. So, so what you're saying is, fortune tellers are the general practitioners of curses. Yes, and okay. then you go well, see your to go to a specialist. So, mm-hmm. so what I can tell you, what I can tell you is that when I was little, my mom went. So I don't believe in any of this stuff, okay? But my mom, for whatever reason, she does or used to. So when I was little, like very little, like seven, I think. She, so she went to one of these, you know. Um, Connor is like one of these fortune tellers or whatever. <laughs> just say it, you know, just say how you feel, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who's so, cursed so now, buddy? When she, when, so, <laughs> so when she came back home, I was like, what did the the wizard or whatever tell you? And so th- this guy asked for like 
100 euros? And the response was that my mom has really bad luck when it comes to traffic and parking her car. Like, that's everything the guy told her. Doesn't everybody? I mean, it's extremely well, generic. He, when she arrived for the appointment, he did see her crash the car. <laughs> it was like, I know what's her deal. That's, a, that's like going in and be like, one day next week, you will wake up tired. The worst part, the worst part is that my mom was so sure that he was right. It's like, oh, he's totally right. I, uh, I have so much bad luck when it comes to finding a parking spot everywhere I go. I was like, mom, it's like that, that's just normal for, uh, for normal people. Like that happens all the time. No, no, but I'm especially unlucky when it comes to driving around and finding a parking spot. Yeah, that's my experience with these with these folks. <laughs> Just before we move on, I have a secondary question I would like to ask you both. Okay. Just because I feel like it's in the vein, and you could just yes or no. That's all I'm asking for. All right. Does this count for the quiz? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it can. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> the question is: Do you believe in ghosts? You see, like, I don't feel like I can score this. Uh, uh, no. Federico? Yeah. Yeah, you do? ghosts, okay. I do, yeah. All right, I don't want any more. I'm no, too, but I that's all I wanted, right? I just feel like we're entering this paranormal world together. I just want to set some stakes, you know? No, big big time, yeah. Ghosts, big time, man, yeah. I don't believe uh, some other things, but ghosts, yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do when you die? Just hang around, you're invisible. That's so cool. No, it's, that's just it. <laughs> you're, you're done, you know? I mean, it depends on what you believe. I believe uh, have you seen Casper? Have you seen Casper, the movie? That's exactly <laughs> what it was. He was a friendly like. ghost. <laughs> I have seen Casper, the friendliest yeah. ghost, the friendliest ghost you know. Uh, on capture training, remember we were talking about <laughs> capture training? <laughs> what a pivot. <laughs> I know. Um, Jose wrote in to say, uh, which is a good... Uh, reminder, the original Google Capture helped train their OCR algorithms when they were doing their library project to scan every book in the world. Do you remember that? It used to show you like weirdly printed words and oh, you had yeah. to write down what they were. Yeah. And now we just have to say this is a stop sign, this is a stop sign because they're trying to train their Waymo cars. On the Hackett number, Sarah wrote in and asked, do Apple TVs contribute to the Hackett number? They're not laptops or desktops, not iPods or iPhones which have been counted, iPhones and iPods have hard drives, so do Apple TVs. I mean, if Apple forgets about tvOS, I feel like we can also forget about the Apple TV. I don't think it should count, but I did just want to know how many Apple TVs Stephen has. That's why I wanted to ask this question. So last year, in the report that, that Kate gave us last week, I had told you how many X serves and Apple TVs and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. The Hackett number is as it is calculated on Justin's website. Mm-hmm. But as far as number of Apple TVs, I don't actually know, like probably four. Now, this is the question. I don't know. Are any of those actually in use or is it like... Yeah, four? I've got a 4K okay. that's in use. So you have one is in use and three are old. I'm guessing they're all the old ones, like the big ones. Uh, Yeah. And I have an original, which is cool. Yeah, that's what I mean. The old big ones. Or do you mean like, what do you mean by original? The original one looked like a thin Mac Mini. Yeah, with the the silver one. Yeah. yeah, I've got the silver one, and then I've got probably one of each, like the the little black pucks. Oh, all the little black pucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, it was ninety nine dollars for a while. That was cool. No, I don't remember that. Do you remember it was originally called ITV? Uh, yep. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm really happy that that didn't 
work out for them because that's a bad name. Apple TV is a better name. It is. It is. iWatch. Uh, I would like to just ask connected listeners again uh, to help out with a uh, future quiz segment or multiple quiz segments for the connected quiz by filling out the Do You Know the Passionate Ones survey. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes. I have been very surprised by just how many people have filled it in so far. So I think this is going to be a really good representative sample of connected listeners. To address some uh, follow-up, uh, that I, well, to, to address some questions, I'll say, that I've gotten from some listeners who want clarification on the questions, kind of the point of the way they are written is I want you to answer what you think the answer is. That's kind of the point. Because with this kind of game... The real meta game is that Stephen and Federico have to try and guess what the majority of listeners would say. So I will give a little bit of, of, of context. There's a question where I reference, when you were at school, what was X? And people are saying to me, what do you mean by school? And my answer to them is, whatever you think it means. Yeah, the whole point of the game is how well we know the listeners. You've got to get into the mindset of the listeners, right? Because in a question like that, that's right. It's like, how old do you think our listener base is? Mm-hmm. You know, and how old do they think we are? Exactly. Something I think about a lot. Very is uh, <laughs> very or not. I don't think it's a middle. I think the majority of our listeners either think we're old or really young, and I don't think anybody thinks you're our age. That's <laughs> think we this. also we also found out that quite a few people think I'm a short person. You're the tallest of us. Where did this come up? Ah, uh, years ago at WWDC, at least like multiple people said, well, you talk slower, obviously because they have smart speed, but also that, that I'm taller than they expected. Well, you know, I always thought you were taller. Yeah, but that's psychological. <laughs> Psychologically tall. <laughs> so height-wise... Federico is the tallest. Mike is in the middle. I am the shortest. And I'm six feet tall. You guys are both... I'm a smidge over. Like, Mike, you're like an inch taller than me. Federico's like an inch taller than you. By the way, the word I was thinking about before is chiromancer, but that's still wrong because a chiromancer (laughs) is someone who predicts a person's future by reading the lines on the palms of their hands. So I was thinking of that word, but it's not the correct uh, profession anyway. What about necromancer? Well, that's that has to do with the death, doesn't it? Well, isn't a necromancer someone who brings the dead back back from you know? That's what I thought, but it just says here as a dictionary definition: a person who practices necromancy. But I guess what is necromancy? The supposed practice of communicating with the dead. Oh. Especially in order to predict the future. So again, it's all still, it's all future based. So I want all- someone to tell me if I've had a curse in the past, not if I'm going to have a curse in the future. Right, you know what I mean? Am right, I currently right. cursed now? Who's telling me that? No one. Right. Well, no, there are people who supposedly do that, but I don't know. But we don't know what they're called. <laughs> but we don't know you what know? they're called. This is the problem. We can't find them. If you are familiar with a, a person who identifies ongoing curses, let us know. Are we done with whatever that was? <laughs> yes. It was a good follow-up. Just in case you hadn't already guessed, we recorded this episode very in advance. <laughs> and so, you know, there could have been so much news, but you're not going to hear about literally any of it. You're going to hear about necromancy. 
if only we could knew uh, we could know about the future, <laughs> then yes. see. See, we needed to have a necromancer, a chiromancer, <laughs> and a fortune teller. This is like a start of a joke on this episode. And also a chiropractor because my back is a bit stiff at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad either. But yeah. For the record, we're recording this the day after episode 403. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do two of these in a row, but we're going to do it. Oh, yeah. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Pocket Casts. How good is the app you're currently using to listen to this very podcast? Does it do things like mix your music and podcasts into one confusing experience? Does it have all the features you need? Is it thoughtfully designed by people who listen to podcasts each and every day? If not, it's time to try something new. Pocket Cast is built by podcast listeners for podcast listeners. No matter how you listen to podcasts, they have you covered. Pocket Cast seamlessly syncs your listening progress across iOS, Android, and the web. It supports Amazon Alexa and Sonos smart speakers. And with CarPlay, Android Auto, and even Android Automotive support, you can listen in your car too. You can enjoy the vibrant, constantly updated discovery section so you can find your next podcast with ease. Pocket Cast has Apple Watch support, including offline playback for when you're jogging without your phone, plus AirPlay and Chromecast support too. It's also fun to check out your listening history and stats. And this is a clever feature. It automatically rewinds podcasts a teeny tiny bit if it's been a while since you listened so you can catch up more easily. I love the design of Pocket Cast. I think it looks absolutely beautiful. The use of color and big artwork, it, it just looks great. And you being able to use it on any platform is really cool. It's completely free to use, but as a listener of this show, you can get some exclusive benefits. Go to pocketcasts.com connected to download Pocket Cast and redeem a six-month free trial of all the premium features in Pocket Cast Plus. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good deal. <laughs> six months? And if you're already a Pocket Cast user, but you haven't tried Plus out yet, you too can redeem this offer. Just go to pocketcast.com connected to find out more. Our thanks to Pocket Cast for their support of Connected and Relay FM. Some weeks ago, in episode 397, we did a impromptu tier list ranking of iPads, right? It was iPads that we did, wasn't it? No, iPods. iPods. Oh, iPods. iPods. Uh, I didn't just get that wrong. I forgot. It was iPods. Uh, and we- <laughs> Ooh, I had COVID. <laughs> Leave me alone. I got COVID. But I had it. <laughs> and now we're going to do iPhones. So we are going to rank. This was a point. Of con- uh, we- me and Stephen had a conversation about this, and uh, I think he-, he allowed my thinking to go uh, forward here was we will rank every single iPhone model, all of them. Uh, we have we're using a tier maker list, as we did before. Uh, we're going to have Stephen share his screen with Federico and I, so we can see this together. And we will put a screenshot uh, in the show notes of the completed tier list when it's done. Stephen, would you like to boot up the screen sharing and we can get this rock and rolling? So like this is all of them, right? We're doing all the phones, including oh, this is like. Fun. All of them, all of the six models. Stephen was like, should we do, and this is like, you know, this is just a, whatever. My thinking was, say, for example, the six and six plus, very different phones. Yeah. Um, so these aren't, I will say, this is not in great order here. We might have to reorder this a little bit as we go. Probably but, jump around a little bit. And they're, yeah, I mean, the, the best of our knowledge, none of these are missing, but uh, we'll do our best. 
I did a scan through and it looked it looked complete to me. Okay. So should we go in order? Like we'll go Yeah. How would you guys like to do this? Would you like to go in historical order? Yeah. I so this so. this list has two G as the original. So the original iPhone. So we're gonna go S to D again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anyone wanna open the bidding? S tier, baby. It's the first one. Uh, original iPhone is, is S tier. I mean, it's the original one, so, you know, by it's the phone that started a revolution. Yeah. Historically speaking, it's S-tier. Now, obviously, by today's standard, it's... <laughs> it doesn't even make this list. <laughs> it, it doesn't even have apps. <laughs> Look, it's got web apps, okay? Yeah. And and finally, iOS 16 beta 2 makes web apps that go full screen work nicer. That's I, I've said this, and I don't know if it's true. Did the original iPhone get the App Store? Yeah, it did. Yeah, okay. yeah, the year after. Okay. The year after. I couldn't remember if that was 3G only. I, I no, no. Remember. It did have pretty short software support. I think iOS 3 is the last version it got. I don't think it got iPhone OS 4, but. Yeah, I mean, Federico's right. Like, it started the whole thing. It was incredible. I mean, if you used a smartphone before this, you mm-hmm. know that they were nothing like the iPhone, and now everything is like the iPhone. So I think I think S-tier it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, for me personally, like, I don't want to rank too many of these on their, like, historicalness oh, what but a- this one definitely yeah but uh, like i guess a good way to a good way to approach it is in the context of the era when it came out was it a great product and what kind of impact did it have later because otherwise obviously like the latest iphones are the the best ones uh, but but that's just from a technological point of view like yeah it's got better camera better software it's faster battery lasts longer better display but i think it's more important to consider the big picture of these devices like we did with the ipods let's say s tier for now i don't think this one's gonna move from there to be honest but w- yeah we'll see all right next iphone 3g uh, what's the th- so this is a weird one. So the 3G, so we never officially got the original iPhone in Italy. If you wanted to get an original iPhone, you needed to purchase one on eBay, which is what my boss, my one and only boss in my life at the time did. He bought a couple of American iPhones that you needed to unlock to work on the Italian network. And if you want and to do that, you needed to do the first version of the jailbreak, uh, which you guys remember installer? Um, yeah. on the original iPhone, like before Cydia, there was installer. Yeah. Uh, then the following year, we got the iPhone 3G. I never bought an iPhone 3G. I, I, I stuck with the original iPhone, Okay. Uh, and then I got the 3GS the year later. So I never got the 3G myself. I had a 3G. I had the original, and then I had a 3G. We could get the original. What I'll say for the 3G is... Obviously, it got 3G, which was a huge deal, speed-wise. And GPS. And that's what I was going to say. That was a massive deal, the GPS. Because that uh, I got my iPhone 3G three days before I went on my first like trip on my own as an adult. I went to Paris. Knowing that I was going to be able to look on a map and know which way I was pointing 
was a huge deal to me. So like I rate this one quite high. I don't think it's higher than B tier, but the th- you know you could say like because we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of conversation compared to the 3G to the 3GS soon. Mm-hmm. But the 3G I think was a big deal because of adding both 3G speeds and GPS. I think that made it pretty important. I could I I would back up a B tier. It also brought the headphone jack flush, which was a big annoyance with the first oh, iPhone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, I think B tier is, is good. It showed that Apple could could rapidly innovate on the phone, right? Having 3G networking out yep. a year later was a big deal. We have a new design. Yeah. Different design, yeah. A year later, we got the 3GS. The first time Apple had an S phone, first time they recycled a design. This added a faster processor, for the first time, it also included a compass and pretty basic video recording. Uh, I did not have, a th- I don't think I had a 3G, but I did have a 3GS. I had it in white. Remember that? You, you could get it in white. It was great, but it definitely, I feel like it falls short of the 3G. Even though it added a lot more stuff, you know, like again, year on year, I don't think it was as big of a deal as the 3G and... Uh, I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed my time with it, but I'd like to offer a correction to myself. I said that it the iPhone 3G let me know what way I was facing. It didn't. It showed me where I was in the map. It needed the compass to tell me which way I was facing. Right. So I didn't get that until later. Which is wild that they didn't ship at the same time. But I guess that is what it yeah, is. Yeah. But still, the, just the GPS was a huge deal, right? Anyway, like you could see where you were on the map. The 3GS is the only iPhone I skipped. It was the first iPhone that I bought with my own money, and uh, I I loved the 3GS. I I have so many fond memories of the 3GS because it's also the phone that I uh, started really doing Mac stories with. And so I remember I have all these memories of all these apps that I was testing on the iPhone, and and I needed to write all these reviews because I I had just started the website, and so I was really going wild with installing apps from the App Store and the app store was so young i loved the 3gs and especially because it was my uh, like i could do video um and you know the the first version of google maps man those i I would i don't think the 3gs is s tier i would push for an a tier but i could accept also a b tier maybe high b tier what what are you guys leaning I don't think it could break B tier, to be honest. Let's do B. Because I I think it added enough on top of the 3G that the 3G added on top of the 2G. And like, I don't think either of them really break out, especially when we're about to talk about the iPhone 4. Okay. All right. So we can give B tier to the 3GS. iPhone 4. uh, We're now in 2010. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a before and after the iPhone 4. The before is obviously the leak. Uh, the iPhone that yep. was lost in a bar found uh, pictures and, and the unit itself um, given to Gizmodo, who published an article, and Steve Jobs got upset, and then the police got involved, and it was a whole story. And uh, famously, uh, this is still when Apple was announcing new iPhones in June, and uh, so Steve Jobs joked on stage, like, stop me if you've seen this before, but trust me, you really haven't seen it yet. Uh, but that was a wild story. And the iPhone itself, uh, to me, I will just 
come right out and say it. This is to me an S tier iPhone. Uh, the seeing for the first time the Retina display was incredible. I remember being one of the first people in Viterbo who got an, an iPhone 4. And I remember my friends asking me to if they could just look at the display and try out the camera to see what it was gonna uh, what it was gonna look like. Was also the first phone with a gate. It was antenna gate was the iPhone 4. Yeah, we had that. Uh, we had the issue with the white finish not shipping until the very end. We had issues with the um, the proximity sensor. They had a couple software updates to fix all that. It definitely had a bit of a marred entry. I think a lot of people would say that it's the most beautiful iPhone or one of the most beautiful iPhones, and it brought the Retina display. Like I think it's A tier, if not S. I would push for an S tier. It's, I mean, also the the design of the iPhone four it influenced a, like what the four S, the five five S, and the SC, right? And then and it, the thirteen, and then it came back in 12. fashion again. <laughs> so like, I mean, the, the iPhone. I think the iPhone four is a clear sort of. Uh, you know, moment mm-hmm. in Apple's history, which is like this is an iconic design uh, that has you know aged very well. It's back in fashion again, but also at the time it felt like such an incredible upgrade from the 3GS, uh, and it ruined the older iPhones. Once you saw that display, it ruined everything else. I think it's an S tier. I think it's an S tier because of what it was at the time uh-huh. and the story, the leak and the antenna gate and the special press conference for antenna mm-hmm. and the bumpers. Remember the free bumper? You get free a- bumper was awesome. That was <laughs> free a great bumper. little case. Never a better iPhone case than the bumper. And you can still try and get them today, but they just don't work as well. You know, like that was the best iPhone case. It was the perfect case. Uh, up next, we have the 4S which was the first fall release iPhone. And uh, again, recycling the design of the 4, this uh, this phone brought Siri with it. And remember, like, Siri was just locked to the 4S and eventually it came to the iPad and, like, they slowly rolled it out across their devices. But it was the, the sort of the... The 4S sort of helped cement the pattern, right? 3G, 3GS, 4, 4S, 5, 5S. And they've been in that... They were in that pattern for quite a long time. It's a solid phone. Uh, it's also the phone... No, the 4 is what... Uh, there was a Verizon version of the iPhone 4. The 4 was the first time it was beyond AT&T here in the US. But it was like halfway through, right? It was like, it wasn't immediate. But yeah, the 4S is a solid phone, but uh, you know, it, it definitely lives in the shadow of the 4 in a big way. This means nothing, really. Uh, but this was... This was announced the day before Steve died, right? Like, this doesn't make a difference for the tier list. It doesn't make it like a D-tier phone, but... Remember that people thought it was called 4S because it meant for Steve? (laughs) Personally, it was a fine phone, but, like, Siri... I mean, it was kind of... I mean, it still is kind of terrible for for a lot of things. I mean, it was... was it was fine. Like, Siri it was, was okay. fine, right? It like, was Siri okay. was fine. It was okay, but 
I also remember a ton of people getting upset that the iPhone 4 did not get Siri. Just like uh, just like people are upset now, the stage manager is nah. for M1 only. <laughs> That's not um, a thing that people get upset about. Uh, I would say C tier. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, it, this is not really notable, I feel like. Like these the other phones that we've mentioned, I don't really feel like. But it's not bad. It was perfectly fine for the time. But like looking back, I, I don't think it's mega exciting. I mean, what else was new besides Siri? Like a better camera? I think it had better uh, video in particular. It had an 8 megapixel camera with a 1080p uh, video recording. It was also the first, it also had a A5. It wasn't the, f- the iPhone 4, we didn't mention this, right? It was the first Apple oh, yeah. A branded chip. Yeah, I would agree with the 4S getting the C tier. It's not really D tier because it's, it wasn't a terrible phone. But it was a, an okay update. So C tier, good for me, I think. All right. Up next, we have the iPhone 5. Uh, the first time an iPhone got a bigger display. Remember, it was the same horizontally, but it grew vertically. Oh, yeah. And it brought LTE. And it brought a revised design with an aluminum back. So they got rid of the glass back from the 4 and 4S. So it weighed a lot less. I remember the, the primary thing about the iPhone 5 was you picked it up and it felt fake because it just didn't weigh it didn't weigh anything it was it was really cool and uh came in silver and white but also came in slate which is like this really cool dark black color and uh it was before the space gray era but i thought the the black you know the slate iphone 5 looked really cool and it was the first iphone with a lightning port yeah I was I was about to say I have no recollection of of this generation of iPhones, um, besides the lightning connector. Like that's, I I didn't really like the design of the five and the five S. I thought it felt kind of cheap because it was so much lighter than the like. I didn't really like the aluminum back. Uh, yeah, it's I don't have a I don't have a ton of fond memories for this one. As you can imagine, I loved it because the screen got bigger. So I was a big fan of this phone. I mean, I'm not one of the people... Like, there are some people that say that this is the best-looking iPhone ever made. I'm not one of those people. But I do... I think that this phone is is good for these reasons, right? LTE, uh, bigger screen, lightning connector. Like, um, it also had a much better camera. You know, mm-hmm. The Sony 8-megapixel camera. I mean, I would say this is a... a I would say this, for me, starts at a B. Yeah, I was thinking B, or maybe we break the seal on the A tier. I was, I would be happy with it going into A, but I think it would be tricky because Federico seems to really not for like it. For the iPhone it. 5, A tier, uh, yeah, let's keep it in B tier and we can reevaluate. Yeah, okay. it's B tier it is. We, we have an A tier coming up anyway, so. <laughs> 5C, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yes, I'm serious. Oh, I am 100% thinking the 5C is our first D-tier phone. What? 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 No. No. Why? This is like, Why? It was incredible and weird. The one time that Apple did something weird, we're not rewarding them for doing so. It came in colors and it was they plastic. They made bad decisions. Like, just bad <laughs> decisions. The case with the non uh, in it? That's uh, small stupid. detail. Yes. Stupid. Yes. No, stupid. It was stupid. Great. It was like so it, avoidable. No, no, so avoidable. No, Just no. don't put the holes on that area. 
N no, it was the, so the Crocs iPhone. No, it looked no. incredible, and it was there's there was a green one. I don't I don't think I could have this be a tier. Like oh my god, this I is don't, like I the, just this is like no. the iPod Nano all over again. It is. This is wild to me. I mean, look, you can outvote me, but I just want to get it on the record. You hate fun. That's the problem. No, no, I love fun, but they ruined this one. It was also the first time. And really kind of only time, Apple deviated from the old phone gets cheaper and the the five went away. The five S is or the five S was new. We'll talk about that in a second. The five C was basically the iPhone five in a new enclosure with a slightly updated FaceTime camera. Mm -hmm. Assumingly that was because the five was too expensive to make or they, you know, they needed something cheaper to make at the cheaper end. But it was the only time, and it was super colorful. It came out with iOS 7, and so there was a lot of interplay between like the hardware colors and you know the wallpapers that were set by default. I, I agree with Federico. I think it should be rewarded yes. for being unusual. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, look at I want to just make, I want to make one final statement, and you can put this wherever you want. Okay. I think it is weird to A or S tier a phone that none of us chose to own as our phones. I skipped this generation entirely. I went from a 4S to a 6. So you hated all of the 5s. No, I just... I think that year Mary got a 5S. Wasn't this when you were on Android? Uh, that's also possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you did the thing. Yeah, where, you did the didn't thing. you do the thing where you used, like, Droid for a year or something? I had a, I had a Palm Pre and a Droid. Android. Yeah, you did that. Uh, was it called 512? At the, at the time, or was it still Fork Bomber? I think it was Fork Bomber then. It probably was Fork Bomber. It may have been Fork yeah. Bomber. So where are we putting this? So Mike doesn't want to do Mike doesn't want to do A tier. He wanted to do D tier. No, we're not doing D tier. No, I mean, we I don't know have to do D tier. I know what we're doing D tier for, personally. Oh, me too. I have, <laughs> I have a bunch of D tiers already yeah. scanned out. And my, oh, it's going to be great. There's going to be a real valley of D tier for a while. <laughs> I think we go I think we go B tier as a compromise. I, I, I would be perfectly fine with that. But it's an A tier in our hearts. Okay. Yes, yes, That's yes. Fine. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll go with B. We'll go with so B. we skipped the 5S. So what was the 5S? I honestly don't remember. Touch ID. Touch ID. 64-bit oh A7. Uh, the M7 motion coprocessor. Oh, yeah, I was into that. Came in gold Yeah. for the first time. Solid phone. Huh. If you didn't like the 5 design, it didn't change at all. But Touch ID was the first like biometric security on an iphone right i think the 5s should be pretty high yeah so i will make a pitch here just like not to put it in a ranking but just as like a thing i think that touch id was as big and important to the iphone as the retina display i don't disagree i don't think this is i wouldn't say s tier i think i think this is my first A tier phone. Agreed. Now that you reminded me of what it was with Touch ID and the M7, all the new generation of fitness apps like um, Pedometer Plus Plus came out in this era, I think, because of the M7. It did. 
This was the first 64-bit, yeah, dual-core system on a chip with the A7. This is this phone was a big deal. Plus, I mean, if we put the 5C as B tier, <laughs> like <laughs> this has to be higher. Let's go. You know. <laughs> let's, let's go iPhone 5C. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is an a, not S tier because, like, I don't exactly remember, like, off the top of my head, what was new. No, in the 5S. I don't think this is an S tier. But phone. now that you mention it, it's it is A tier. At the time, it was a great upgrade. Yeah, now I remember. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Sourcegraph. So you've hired a new brilliant developer. That's really awesome, but now you have to work to get them onboarded. If your company is growing, onboarding new developers is going to be a common occurrence, but it's a big undertaking each time. Because one of the biggest challenges for new hires is getting up to speed with the project their new team is working on. This can be tricky if the code bases your developers are working in are already large. Thankfully, Sourcegraph makes it easy to move quickly even in big code bases. Developers know that knowledge is the most useful when it can be found. Centralization is helpful, but given the fact that most companies store knowledge in at least two different locations, how do you make knowledge accessible to those who need it? Sourcegraph is a code intelligence platform, and it gives developers what they need to drive their own learning over time and in different situations. Teams without Sourcegraph need to rely on asking colleagues or reviewing out-of-date documentation, which is cumbersome and time-consuming. With Sourcegraph, every developer can search across millions of repositories to find specific code, saving time for themselves and everyone else. So when questions do come up, you know it's the big stuff that's worthy of the extra time. Sourcegraph was created to make developers' lives easier. And today, they work with leading companies across every industry, including three out of the five top tech companies. Plus companies like PayPal, Uber, Plaid, GE, Reddit, Atlassian, and more. Visit about.sourcegraph.com to learn more. That's about.sourcegraph.com to find out why some of the biggest tech companies in the world use Sourcegraph and to see what Sourcegraph can do for yours. Check out the link in the show notes to let them know you heard about them from us. Our thanks to Sourcegraph for their support of Connected and Relay FM. All right, so next in the list, we're now in 2014, mm-hmm. uh, iPhone 6. So iPhone 6, a uh, couple of things. Brand new design. And the first time that Apple is selling the new iPhone in two versions. Uh, This marks the debut of the Plus family of devices. So we have the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus, which is the bigger one, which also marked the start of the Plus Club, as it was known at the time. So the iPhone 6, and I'm pulling up the... um, the specs here. So the iPhone, the base model iPhone 6 was a, what kind of display was it? 4.7 inches. And the Plus was 5.5? Yeah, 5.5. So it was a 1080p uh, display on the the 6 Plus. And um, brand new design uh, with the the rounded edges. This is the kind of design that's going to be around for a while. Um, Touch HID, better camera, uh, front-facing cameras now doing 720p video recording. Uh, there's an 8, mega, eight megapixel, megapixel camera on the back. What else was worth noting uh, on the on the 6 family? I think that's about it. It was a huge sales spike for Apple. There was so much pent-up demand for larger iPhones. Yes. And they struggled with that 
for years to come because the six was such a huge high point. Phone sales for a while after that looked bad in comparison. They eventually sort of righted the ship with Wall Street, but it was this huge explosion. I don't I don't love the design and I think it's aged pretty poorly in terms of how it looks. And it started a just terrible time of iPhone design. With the rounded edges and just the iPhone 6 design stuck around for so long. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's still around, right? Yeah, the like, SE still uses the yes. same basic design. So I think 6D. Whoa. Yeah, because I don't disagree. Because 6 plus. <laughs> right? <Eight>. S. <laughs> That's where I am, baby. I I actually disagree with this. Okay, so let's let's handle the six first. I don't think we can give it a D. I think D uh, is truly yeah. terrible. Yeah, well, look what it did, right? Design wise, yeah. the iPhone was so boring for so long. But but we didn't know, didn't know that at the time, right? But, I'm but not saying not we have to judge it we in time. It at the time. I'm not saying we do really. But I I think that it deserves a benefit of a doubt above a D. I am willing to put it in C. Okay, you know what? Put it in C because then I'll then we're gonna I know where we're putting the seven, right? <laughs> for many good reasons, and I say six plus six plus is an S tier. Uh uh-uh. uh mm, A tier. No, it's A. It had a critical flaw. Do you remember the problem with the six plus? What the bending? Uh, with well, the there was the bending, but it had it didn't have enough memory, and so it yep, was yep. it was slow compared to the other um, phones. I think six okay. S plus is S tier. I think six plus is probably A. Yeah, because the six plus was doing it didn't have enough memory for the downscaling that the display yep. was doing. Okay, the the only reason I went with it is because it was the first big one. That was why I wanted to put it in S. So it's like it's slightly historical, but. You know what? I think that actually works pretty well. Let's put 6 plus in A, and let's just straight away just put 6S plus in S. Like, okay. that's taken I, care of, right? Like, yeah, I love the 6S plus. Like, such a was, great phone. Yeah. I, I don't normally do this, but I want to read something from my review of the 6S plus, just for some context. I'm also really happy with how this reads years later, so... Uh, The 6 Plus wasn't perfect. With just one gigabyte of RAM, it struggled under load. It had been years since I saw an iOS device stumble like the 6 Plus could, and I got old quickly. Those extra pixels were just too much for the internals to handle at times. The 6 Plus was kind of like that kid at prom who clearly just borrowed one of his dad's suits. It was passable, but not great. That's funny. I have no memory of this. Like, the the 6... Plus, having this memory, I no memory of it at all. That's funny, but that's that's a good. That's a, I like that analogy. Thank you. I was happy. I'm with also that. checking out now that you mentioned this, Stephen. I also looked it up, and I also had a story about the 6s Plus called "How the 6s Plus is Reshaping My iPhone Experience." Uh, and I just remembered that on the 6s Plus, we also got the new Touch ID, second generation Touch ID. Oh yeah, it was. Was on the 6s Plus. 3D touch and 3D touch, which is a feature I still miss. Yeah, I agree. The iPhone 6s Plus is more than faster chips, it brings a nimble, more productive iOS experience that makes everyday interactions better. Wow, look at your home screen editorial, yeah, I know, Outlook, right? Dispatch, To Do. Man, some good stuff in there. Peak, peak and pop. Remember, peak and pop, peak and, peak pop. and pop, baby. Peak Our and friends, pop. peak and pop. 
So what about the regular 6S then? Um, so it got the better touch ID, obviously. Yeah. It got the 3D touch. Rose it, gold. Uh, rose gold, which was actually really good looking at it the time. It was good looking. Uh, 4K it could do, the 30 frames per second. Uh, A9, live photos? Come on. Oh, yeah. This is a good mm. phone. So we want to go B? Yeah. Yeah. I would go yeah. B. Yeah. Because it's not A, I feel like. Up next, we have the first iPhone SE, which recycled the 5 and, well, really, it recycled the 5S design, uh, but had the guts of the 6S minus 3D Touch. So this was great for people. I mean, remember at this point, like a lot of people still really wanted that smaller phone size. It definitely had its fans, uh, including my spouse, who used an original iPhone SE for a long, long time. But um, it held the price point to open to, I guess, but I'm not particularly excited about any iPhone SE. So here's the thing with the SE, right? Not, the three of us don't care about this phone at all, right? Like, no, just don't care about it. I know people care about it. I'm not one of these people. The iPhone SE, when it debuted... I guess was good for people who wanted this. But then the problem with it is it stuck around for too long, I feel like. Yeah, it really got old before the SE2 showed up. So I feel like for me, any good is weighed out by just how yeah. long it stuck around for, it kinda, which is it four over, years. It kind of overstayed its welcome, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's enough with the, with the original I SE. I would say, I mean, so this is the question, right? Are we going to detier all the SEs? I think this one gets a C. No, no, not the, not the. Hmm. I wouldn't D tier the the latest SE. Uh, yeah, what well, would. would I though? I would. Yeah, I would. let's I would, get to yeah. that when we get to it. But that's yeah. my question. I mean, I could for me, if I was gonna rank any of them higher than a D, it would be this one. Like, and we'll put it at a C because like people I, really. Dug I think it. it had the most momentum behind it. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, if, again, this comes in whenever we need it. Historically, it was a weird and odd, and, like, they brought the name SE to it. What does that mean? And all that kind of stuff. And I would say, I'd say we could go C with this one. Yeah, we can go C. Okay. Yeah, but not any higher than that. I've got one word to describe the next iPhone. Courage. Oh. The courage to move on. Yep. From things that some people still want. This has got to be the easiest D for me. D tier. D tier. D tier. Yeah. D tier phone. D tier phone. And I know we're going to get these nerds who are like, but what about Jet Black? Don't care. I don't care. It was cool. The, the problem with the iPhone 7 was the headphone jack removal. And, uh, uh, yes, that is like 95% of it. Yep. But also... They recycled the design for the third time. Mm -hmm. And yep. this was the first time we had seen that. So it was like, oh, well, that's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem with the headphone jack removal was there was no reason for it. The reason was they were getting rid of it now so they could get ready for the iPhone 10, right? Mm -hmm. But they got rid of it early, like they sacrificed the iPhone 7. And I know why they did that. Like that's fine, but like it was just annoying at the time, right? Look, and honestly, I t I still feel like it's it's kind of a silly de decision to get rid of the headphone jack. Like it still comes up. I see this with Sylvia. It still comes up 
a bunch of times every year that like she needs to connect an iPhone with a headphone jack to something, and it's like uh, I gotta get the adapter. So I don't know. Yeah, I I love AirPods and would never go back, but at the same time, it's just a strange thing to me to have gotten rid of it when it, like yeah. So I think this is an easy D tier for that reason. It was just like, it was just an annoying thing. It made the phone annoying. It was annoying to talk about it at the time. Like it had good, well, the seven plus had some good features. Mm -hmm. Like it was the first phone to get a telephoto lens. Yes. So I feel like that would bump the seven plus. Yeah. Because the seven plus was the first one to have the dual camera. Yeah. First iPhone with two cameras. I think seven plus is a tier. Wow. That's a big difference solely because of the camera thing because it was it showed us what was possible and android phones have been doing this for a while like apple wasn't first but it showed us iphone users like oh you can really do these other things yeah you know what you know why i'll agree with you because you know i was very much on the bigger screen and i convinced the two of you and we all went to bigger screen and we were the plus club right and everyone's like eh, it's stupid with your big phone and then we got a feature that no other phone got and it was a really good one, and everyone got really jealous. So I will also agree with A tier for that reason. Was the 7 Plus also when portrait mode was introduced? Yes. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Easy it was the A-tier. first one where they did the, like, here's a preview of a feature we're working on, you know? Yeah, for sure, A tier then. Okay. Now we have talked about the iPhone that everyone forgets. <laughs> the iPhone 8. <laughs> D tier. <laughs> It's nothing. This phone did nothing. It uh, it had it, we turned the glass back for wireless charging, but uh-huh. that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nobody. Do we? I don't. I honestly feel like there's kind of a this must. There must be a conspiracy theory that the iPhone eight never actually existed. It's the Mandela effect phone, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you know anybody who got an iPhone eight? No. I mean, either. How can we know for sure that the iPhone 8 existed? It is weird because why? What? I feel like not a lot of people would have chosen this phone. They either would have kept their previous phone or got the 10, right? Like if they were upgrading that year, you'd maybe get a 10 or you would get an 8. Now, I'm sure as many people in the Discord are already telling us the person that they know that had them. I'm not expecting that many like people that would listen to this show would necessarily choose an eight that would surprise me um but maybe it was a price thing you know i don't know maybe like you could get one for free on a contract yeah, and the 10 was was super yeah. expensive again like to, to mention what you said before this is now the fourth time we've had this design yeah i know d tier and and i would say the same for the eight plus yeah because i don't think it did anything any different no no unlike the seven plus now the features were you know we had the telephoto there this phone's like, why would you... Well, I'm sure there were reasons, but in the grand scheme of things, this has to be one of Apple's lowest points in terms of... <laughs> the, the iPhone 8 existed so they could charge $1,000 for the iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. That's the reason the iPhone 8 exists, because they, they couldn't have only made one phone that year and it cost $1,000. Yeah, still boring. Boring, boring that, phone. Yeah, very, very important. Uh, iPhone 10, or let's just face it, iPhone X. And so people pronounced it f- for years um, and still do. Yep. I'm just going to say that for me, this is an S tier iPhone. I agree with you. 
because of of all because this is like just like the iPhone 4 this was another clear moment in Apple's history when you look back and you can say in that moment that device changed things uh, the notch the liquid retina display uh, the new design the glass back uh, um, the 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 one negative aspect of the iPhone 10 was that there was no 10 plus that year for that yeah. we would have to wait the following year but at least the screen size was it like sat in the middle right of the two so it was it was fine yes yes and I I remember one of my one of my favorite stories, how I received the iPhone 10. I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but you, you guys received your iPhone 10s on the Friday. Uh, and in that week, there was a national UPS strike in Italy. Oh, I remember. Because I, I remember how upset you were. <laughs> and I was so upset because I, really, I think you really just wanted to get didn't one. respond to messages for a few days because you didn't want to see us talking about our iPhone 10. I was so upset and I was very jealous of everybody else. Like, I'm just going to get out of the internet for a few mm -hmm. days. And to uh, I because I wanted to get this phone as quickly as possible on the, on the morning of the Monday after the weekend, I had arranged with uh, the, to get the phone number of the UPS delivery guy. And I called him and we met in the middle of the street as he was doing other deliveries in my neighborhood in Rome. So just that he could grab the package for me and give it to me like two hours before it was when you grease my the street. palm. Yeah, you know? that's when I grease, that's grease the where, palm. where it all came from. Like, hey, can I get your phone number, you know, in case I need, you know, special treatment for some deliveries yeah in case i need special treatment <laughs> i love that i'm deciding <laughs> i need <laughs> i, I mean, need what? you're not gonna treatment. do me a favor you're not gonna do me a favor me such a lovable guy come on such a lovable guy man of the people so handsome mm -hmm. so iphone 10 great phone s tier uh s tier easy this episode of connected is brought to you by electric when you think of the phrase boss move you might think of making a bold business decision or maybe giving a great presentation in front of a big crowd. The reality is, sometimes being a boss in a small business means sorting out the orange juice that you spilled on your own keyboard, or helping a staff member setting up their new laptop. The team over at Electric know small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. Instead of spending time sorting through unused application licenses, setting up employee laptops, and answering never-ending IT questions, you can focus on building your empire. With Electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at. Plus, you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. Being in a small business means needing to delegate as you grow, and... A lot of small business owners who are tech people find it difficult to do this, but Electric is a great partner, and you're going to know that everything is covered with them. For connected listeners, Electric are offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash connected. That's electric.ai slash connected. Go there now for your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for scheduling a meeting today. Our thanks to Electric for their support of the show and Relay FM. The iPhone XR. People thought this was an iPhone 5C, and it, it kind of was. I mean, it was colorful. It was mm -hmm. cheaper than the XS and especially the XS Max. It 
the size was interesting. It was actually in between the two. So it was yep. it, it was kind of like a slightly bigger iPhone 10, but not as big as the Max. It was the in-between phone. I really I, I really liked the 10R and really enjoyed the colors and I used one for a while. I ultimately though missed having the telephoto camera, but I think the 10R is is better than than people think it is. Yep. I I I liked it a lot and I bought it as a gift for my mom at WWDC 2018. Oh yeah. Yeah. I bought yeah, one for my it. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She used it until uh, 6 months ago. Yeah. Great My phone. mom still still is on her tenor. I just went to check. Well, iOS 16 run on it and it will, so yeah. Right, I don't need to upgrade her cuz my mom is very she just doesn't want her to change her phone. She just likes her phone and she doesn't want to change it. So like I would love to give her a new iPhone, but it's just easier for me to wait until she can't have the phone anymore, right? So I'm just going to let it go another year or two, I guess. But uh, I bought her the Coral one in a clear case, and she loves it. And it's a great phone. I mean, one of the good things about this phone compared to the 10s was it had better battery life. Yeah. Because it was running an LED display. That's right. And I know one of the things that people don't like about this phone is that it was 720p, right? Um, and I understand that. Is that right? It was 720, right? Because of the the dimensions. No, uh, I know that the display was a thing. It, it was, was like a, it a was seven. Thing. It was 1792 by 828. So it was a little bigger than 720, but it wasn't 1080. Yeah. So I know that people. It was didn't the like that. it was the same. It was the same density as the other LCD iPhones, like the iPhone 8 or 8 Plus, or you know. <laughs> seven or six plus Mm -hmm. but because of its size people wanted it to to be more dense it's not that it looked worse than previous phones it just wasn't as good as the oled uh so i i mean i i would put this in b tier yeah i get behind that i was gonna go for a tier but yeah let's put it in b maybe i really like this phone we have the 5s the 6 plus and the 7 plus in a tier i'm not sure the 10r um that was there. my thought too. Like I really like this phone, but I don't think that it deserves that. Mm, okay. iPhone 10s. It's a D tier for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to know why. A horrible camera. Horrible camera. Camera. Bad, the the bad HDR camera. in particular was so bad. The photos from that era in my library they look horrible and we had an episode about this i remember off connected where steven and i complained mike was sort of okay i think at the time with it i didn't have the same feelings but i know it was something that lots of people felt but like for me i didn't experience that but i know this was a a problem a lot of people had with the phone yeah. So, so I, I would have no problem putting it as a as a d tier i mean because really it didn't add a lot so it was faster. It had dual SIM support and better water resistance. Like that was. Oh well, yeah. So the 10s. What we maybe maybe we'll feel we would rate the 10s Max a little higher because it was bigger. I think the Max nah. is 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 C. But it was still a horrible camera. But like, we got a bigger screen. But it was bigger again. Well, we can go C tier because it grew bigger than before. Yeah. But yeah, C for the 10s Max and D for the 10s. Yeah, because okay. I know that was why I liked this phone particularly, the the Max one, because because it was bigger than before. So from 5.5, we got to go back to the larger. 
And uh, the iPhone XS Max had 5.7. I'm trying to find it now. Man, this uh, what I wished. I wish that Wikipedia had like consistent ways mm-hmm. that they mark this information. 5.8 and 6.5 for the Max. Yeah. Okay, 6.5. It's a big yeah. old screen, that one. Mac Tracker, baby. It's all it's all there. Oh, that's a good idea. Up next, we have the iPhone 11. So this is the mainstream phone for this year, starting at $699. 6.1 inch LCD, so the same display as the iPhone 10R, but it had dual cameras. So it had the the regular wide camera, and then the second camera was uh was this the ultra wide yeah it was the ultra wide on the 11 i feel like this is anecdotal but that's all i got i feel like i didn't see a lot of 10s and 10s out in the world but i feel like all of a sudden the 11 was just everywhere like even more so than the 10r it's because they had a phone at the standard well, not the standard. It was at a lower price point. Yeah, because the 10R started at 749 and the 11 started at 699 So this was, yeah. this was okay, the mainstream phone now has Face ID for realsies. A13, you mentioned the ultra-wide, which was a good thing. This came in a bunch of great colors, including that purple, that mid-cycle purple. Mm-hmm. It's a good C-tier phone, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. iPhone 11 C-tier, I think I'm... F- fine with that um i think i had one i think sylvia maybe used an iphone 11 i don't so the iphone 11 family still had the curved edges though right yeah the last the last breath of that design yeah so glass back but with the curved edges yeah Mm -hmm. okay and it came why do i remember the red version was something different about it that maybe the red version was available at launch this time I think so. I think it was, yeah, because the purple came yep. halfway through. So iPhone 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max. First time that we're seeing the, the triple camera system. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of fond memories for the 11 Pro Max because that's the phone that allowed me to do the photographic tour of Rome mm-hmm. during the day and at night. Um the ultra wide camera was still feels like a great innovation on a phone. Like it's it's such a fun thing to experiment mm-hmm. and and some scenes and some subjects they lend itself they lend themselves themselves very well to the ultra wide camera. I personally feel like 11 Pro Max is A tier and 11 Pro is B tier, or also maybe both A tier. I could also go with that. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm struggling with this one a little bit, hmm. but I don't know why. I think maybe I just don't really have. I don't really have a lot of particular feelings about this. I guess I, I would be happy with A actually because of the three camera system. The three camera system was a big deal, and mm-hmm. and I, and I don't think that there's any reason to break these up from each other. Right, because these add feature parity between them, and the only difference was the the size, um, and I. I mean, we were all, uh, now this is, what, three years ago that we're talking? So it's mm-hmm. 2019. But we all had fun at the time with ultra-wide shots. It was a thing for a while, you know? Yeah, you're right. 
Mm-hmm. Too bad about the curved edges. That's going to get fixed with the next phones. Uh, but yeah, eight year for the 11 Pro and Pro Max, I think it feels good. SE2. It's the uh, the iPhone 8 design, but inside it is, uh, it's all new with the A13 Bionic from the iPhone 11. No. D tier. D. Yep. Stop. Just Who enough. wants to see the, this design now? You know what I mean? And this was back in 2020. Silvia's mom has this phone. And it's if if it looks and feels so old, like so many things of iOS are now so different. Like even the way you you activate Control Center, like using this phone is horrible. And I know because I had to set it up for her with the App Store and family sharing and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a bad phone. It's old. It's like, hey, do you want to have this phone that looks like eight years ago? Sure, here you go. No, thank you. Mm-mm. We are now up to the iPhone 12 family, and I think Mm -hmm. we go in order of size. So let's start with the 12 mini down at the bottom. I'm going to go ahead and say honorary A tier just because a ton of people love it. And those who have one... I don't want to get the tweets. I just So (laughs) we might as well just do it because I, you know, every iPhone 12 user will speak about the mini we'll speak about the mini like yep. all five of them like they will mm-hmm. all tweet you you know look and they i just love don't want to get okay. those five tweets yeah let them love it i mean because they're about to get real sad right so like we might yes. as well just let them have it so. yes exactly they're about to get yeah. they're gonna have a rough second half of the year yeah <laughs> i think so let's just uh, give it the eight year give them something uh, you know yeah uh, iPhone 12. I mean, so all these phones, we should so we should back up. All these phones have the flat-sided design. The mini and the regular have aluminum, where the Pro phones have steel bands. I actually think the aluminum looks better, but even though I carry a Pro phone, I, uh, I think the look is nicer with the aluminum. Uh, all of these are OLED, so uh, LCD is officially out of the line for new phones now, which I think is... I think it's great that they were able to bring this across the entire, the entire uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. The twelve, I think, is probably B or C. I feel like it's not. Oh, I put it as an A tier. Really, the regular twelve. Oh, the twelve. Yeah, the OLED 12. on the on the regular phone is awesome. MagSafe. Yeah, yeah, MagSafe. The colors mm. were also pretty good. Yep. And I think I think you were confused. I think the purple was mid-cycle on the 12, not the 11. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. HDR video? Yeah. On the base model 12? Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good phone. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great phone. So B? A or B? I would put it as an A tier phone. And yeah, it feels like one. 12 Pro and 12 Pro Max. So uh, if I remember this correctly. S tier. The 12 Pro Max marked the return of the feature differences between the Pro Max camera and the Pro camera. Yeah. 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 I mean, it didn't end up being as big a deal as we thought it was going to be. But it was something. But it was something. What What was it? Because the, uh, they had the big sensor. The big sensor in the Pro Max. That's right. So, Mike, you said S tier for both. I think the iPhone 12 is the best iPhone ever made. Like... The 12 Pro and 12 Pro Max. Why not the 13 Pro? Because I think that the 12 Pro was so striking 
like so mm. awesome looking and had this great set of features. And then the 13 just kind of like added to it. Hmm. Like, you know, like when you think about the best ever, like you, as we're talking about it here, sometimes you've got to put in a bit of history, right? Where like the 13 is really just a small improvement over the 12, but like the 12 Pro and 12 Pro Max, 5G, LiDAR, Oh yeah, like, 5G. Lidar, I don't care about. 5G is actually 5G. a good feature, like if you yeah. have it. Like MagSafe, it got the incredible gold, like which I just think is like the best looking phone they've ever. Yeah, like, I could, yeah. I could S tier both of these. I think that the the 12 line is an S tier line of phones. I think it's. I just think they nailed it. I'm trying to remember now because in my mind the 12 Pro and 13 Pro lines kind of blend together because of the pandemic. Uh, yes. But now that you mentioned it, I do I do feel like I prefer the 12 Pro be- if only because it was striking at the time. Yeah. And I was because in my mind I. It's kind of weird, but in my mind, I still have the 12 Pro Max, but no, mm-hmm. I have the 13 Pro Max, mm-hmm. which is also saying something, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I I can go with that. S tier. Both I of think them. it's fantastic. I just think this is a fantastic phone. Like, I, I love it. Like, this is the only phone for me where I was like, the whole time I had it, I'm like, this just still continues to look yeah. good. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah. I took the case off and I became caseless because I love the look of this phone so much, you know? And again, when the iPhone 13 Pro rolled around and it looked the same, I was fine with it because I thought that the phone looked so good. Like, I, I think it's the best looking phone Apple's ever made. It's, and I, I for me, it's like very tippy top. Look at that. It does look nice without a case. Hmm. Uh, so what? A, where does that leave the the thirteen line? We've got mini, regular, pro, and pro max. Uh, so better cameras, better processor, but not really game changing. Slightly smaller notch. Maybe? Sli- yeah, Sli- very slightly not smaller in a way notch. You know. <laughs> yeah. What else is new? A <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. A fifteen. Um, the thirteen pro. Right, so just to try and break it down, the 13 Pro is a big deal because of promotion, which me and Federico really care about. Steven, not so much. Yeah, I've got it turned off. Yeah, yes, yes. The 13 is a is good, like it's a good improvement. Like I would say, so if because I think to to rank these, we might have to do them a little bit out of order, if you don't mind. Like I think, yes, 13 Pro and 13 Pro Max are A tier. Yes, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, the iPhone 13. Yeah. B tier? Yes. Yeah. And 13 mini C tier. C tier. Because like they, I think they all just go down. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. The last phone we have on here is the iPhone SE third generation, <laughs> which is not on this list. Yeah, there's another one. Wait, there's another one? It got 5G. D tier. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the fact that it's not in this screenshot is yeah. perfect because like... It doesn't even deserve to be on the list. No, <laughs> it's just like no. whatever, man. You do you. So D tier. Yeah, it's D tier. Yeah. Yeah, d- that that would be D tier. We have now reached the final form of this tier list. In in S tier, let's see how we feel about this again. Original iPhone, iPhone four, iPhone six S plus, iPhone ten, iPhone twelve Pro, and iPhone twelve Pro Max. I think we got that completely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm looking at looking at the thumbnails. Like, 
I feel like, especially if you consider the 12 Pro and Pro Max the same phone, um, each of them represents a major shift in the iPhone mm -hmm. history. Original iPhone, iPhone 4, 6S Plus, uh, and the Plus is specifically because we mentioned the performance issues of the S Plus the year prior, the 10, and then the 12 Pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel very good about this. And in D tier, <laughs> let's go to the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. <laughs> in D tier, we have the iPhone 7, the iPhone 8, the iPhone 8 Plus, the 10s, uh, the ST second generation, and the ST third generation. So I, th I think the biggest spread we have is 7 to 7 Plus, right? Yeah. Because 7 is D, 7 Plus is A. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we have a bigger... Look, these phones in D tier, they had it coming. If they didn't want to be in D tier, they maybe shouldn't have been boring phones. Uh, but yeah, uh, especially the iPhone 8, man. The, the iPhone 8 is rough. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, iPhone 8 owners. Um, I guess you like it, but... It's not a good phone. Um, Something we didn't mention about like why the 10s Max is very th firmly in C tier is its name. 10s Max. 10s Max. That is a terrible name for a phone. These are the phones uh, that uh, we knew about with the leak from Apple's uh, CDN, right? Mm -hmm. 9 to 5 Mac found the images and the names before. Mm -hmm. And people said, surely that's not the name. <laughs> Surely they're not calling it iPhone XS Max. Because yeah, these were the images where they obscured the notch. Yes. yes. They had like the yes. swooping black yes. wallpaper. Yeah. It was like a planet, right? Like, it, like they had like different planets on them and it took up... Was it that one? And it took up like half the screen? Or is it, I'm thinking of a different one. I think so. But they, were, they did that for a while. They don't seem to really do that anymore, which I think is the right, mo right move. Let, let's do one more thing, if you guys will allow me here. Look at the S tier, and each of us, we pick an absolute favorite from the S tier. I mean, I've already spoiled mine. It's the 12 Pro Max. 12 Pro Max? It is the happiest I have been with an iPhone since the original. And, like, the original, I was happy because it was the first one. But, like, the 12 Pro Max just gave me everything i was looking for i was so excited except for the promotion display but that wasn't enough of a knock like that was on the edge that year uh i'm gonna go with the i'm torn between the 6s plus and the 10 i'm gonna go with the 10 i just love that thing so much i agree i'm gonna go with the 10 as well it really felt like the future didn't it it was awesome it felt so yeah. cool yeah. and it was the first time in a long time where like the phone was like really exciting because like the 6s and the 7 like there were just there a lot of it was the design i think with the aluminum back and like the antenna lines and stuff but yeah the 10 felt like the future i mean using face id felt so cool it felt impossible really like it felt like it felt like we were not supposed to get that phone for another 2 years but we got it and so yeah man it looks so good in white too with the stainless steel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm, chef i think kiss. i had the black one i think i had the black one which was kind of brown Right, was that the one that was brown or was it the 10S that was a kind of a brownie color? That was the stupid 10S that also looked brown. <laughs> it was like chocolatey brown. Uh, yeah, it was weird. 
Well, you can see an image of our uh, ranked tier list. Uh, I've got a screenshot in the show notes. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about, uh, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 404. Links are also in your podcast player. You can find them in there. When you're on the website, though, you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up, or you can join and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. You can find us all online. You can find Federico on Twitter as Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. You can find Mike online as I-M-Y-K-E, and Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on FM. You can follow me on Twitter as ISMH and find my writing at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Pocket Casts, Sourcegraph, and Electric. Until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.